to warn you. You're doomed to stay. Go. Go. Hey yo, Michael and Jason and Chucky, get ready. Heather's moving to Elm Street, kicking it with Freddy. Cause Heather loves horror. What's your favorite scary movie? Hi everyone, this is Heather of Heather Loves Horror, and today's special guests are Charles Campbell and Elena Morales. So I'm going to turn it over to them and let them give introductions to themselves and what, what it is that they do. Okay. So I'm leading, I guess. We'll start with me. Um, I'm Elena Morales. Hi, nice to meet all of you fine folks. Um, also known as at JukeboxBaby78 on Instagram. I am a little small special effects makeup artist. I work at Nightmares Gate Haunted House outside of my real job. Um, I started doing special effects makeup by, when I was about 19, I want to say. I did, um, I started out because I was always a sketch artist. You know, I did graffiti, stuff like that. And um, I thought, you know, if I can do that on paper and on canvas, maybe I can try it out on my face. And I think the first thing I ever did was a clown. And I, a lot of people don't know, I was actually petrified of clowns, much less Ronald McDonald. And what I did was like this really weird and it's so terrible and cringy now that I look at it now. And I used to use like those weird spirit Halloween grease paints and stuff and clog all of my pores, but that's kind of how I started out. And, you know, the more people who told me, you know, it's not going to be a full-time job. You're not going to, you know, do anything really long-term with it. I kind of flipped it and just kept going, you know, and the more people tell, you know, you just got to keep going. You got to keep your mind on the prize and, you know, and honestly, Days of the Dead was really where I got discovered at. Um, I had a, someone run up to me. Charles was actually the first one. He stopped you know, he stopped us at his book table and I bought some of his books and, you know, we were, we hung out, like he was just really cool to talk to. And we bought, I think we bought the first trilogy, the, um, the, um, Mrs. Fields. And, um, then, you know, I had, uh, someone stop me and take my picture. His name was Joe Dawson. He's also a great photographer. And, um, he took my picture and we became friends. And if it weren't for him, my haunt owner wouldn't have found me. And it's, just been this great journey these past two three years just getting to know more people within the horror community and how beautiful those people are you know um so I think it's really important for a lot of people to know that these little small cons aren't just little small cons they're really a big family oriented thing where people can get noticed and you get to be yourself for a couple of days and you get to dress up and be anything you want really and I think that's just really cool and it brings the spirit of horror alive honestly totally that's little old me yeah and and uh to echo her sentiment uh uh days of the dead has been fantastic for me and uh, i do festivals and uh and other conventions but uh days of the dead in atlanta and i've been to the one in charlotte um that's been uh fantastic for me i've got i've gained a lot of friends at those conventions uh, good friends and uh, followers and people that uh, with every release, they, they pick up whatever I, I release. And it, it's, it really puts a smile on my face. And like she said, it's more like a family. Once you get to know these people, um, they're your friends and they're there for you and you can call them, you can talk to them. Uh, 
you can hang out with them. Uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I started writing way back when I was a kid. I wrote my first novel in high school, and it was called uh, The Burning Light. And uh, it was set in Bakersfield, California. And I have the manuscript somewhere. I'll, maybe one day I'll find it. But uh, uh, that was my first book. Uh, and I was a Stephen King kid. So uh, when I was growing up, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I consumed everything I could find. Uh, and I'm a, you know, I'm a little bit older than both of you guys. So uh, I started off with Carrie and Pet Cemetery and uh, I just, everything I could get my hands on by Stephen King, I, I consumed. Uh, I sprinkled a little Koontz in there because my mom loved reading Dean Koontz and he's got some good stuff, but I always went back to my guy. Um, so I've read, you know, pretty much everything he's written. There's a few things that, you know, I didn't like as much, but uh, he's more than just a horror author as you guys probably know. He's a great storyteller. So that's what I try to do uh, when I'm writing books is I try to tell a good story that's going to make you keep turning the pages and uh, uh, get to the end. Um, all my endings aren't happy, uh, but I, my goal is for you not to set the book down, uh, for you not to put it away and come back to it two months later. My goal is for you to keep reading it until you're done. You go like, wow. Um, so that's what I try to do. Uh, but it's been a great joy um, meeting people like Elena. Um, she's a fantastic talent, and I can't uh, sing her praises enough. Uh, you've seen the videos that she's posted on my behalf uh, for the upcoming short story release that's coming out in uh, the end of February, early March. And I'm blown away every time she sends that stuff. It's, it's just crazy, crazy talent, something I could never do. Um, so uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, she's, she's amazing. Um, with that being said, if you'd like, I, I can go into detail about some of the books that I have, um, if you're okay with that. Yes, please. All right, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and get started real quick. Uh, and Elena's heard this spiel before at Days of the Dead, so I'll, I'll go through it as expeditiously as I can. <laughs> but uh, like I said, my first book uh, that uh, really was a release was Mrs. Fields Journal. And it's set in Millen, Georgia in the 1980s. And what's different about it is I tell you on the cover who the killer is. She did it. There's the blood spatter. There's Billy's name in the journal. But what you don't know is the motivation of why she did what she did. Um, like I said, it is set mostly in the 1980s and it centers around uh, two characters, uh, Reggie and Tanya. And uh, towards the end, it does jump to 2012. And like I said, I wrote this story to be wrapped up in one tight little bow. Didn't never expect to write a sequel. But over the last few years, people have really asked me over and over and over again to write a sequel. And like I told you, I broke down in 2018. I wrote a sequel, and it's called The Locket. And uh, this character on the front of the book is uh, a demon, and his name is Mazus. And uh, he plays a heavy role in Mrs. Field's journal, obviously. So I got about 77,000 words into this thing, no end in sight. So I cut it on a cliffhanger and everybody was like, oh, wow, why'd you do that? Well, because I had to keep writing and the end result was uh, Mazus. So it turned into a trilogy. And one thing I do want to point out, especially with these two covers, is I try to use friends and, uh, you know, just like Elena, I try to use friends and graphic artists and people that I know 
And uh, this is actually done by an artist. These covers were done by an artist named Kerbin. And I met him at a book signing uh, locally at Second and Charles. And uh, he came in, bought a couple of books. And I found out he was an artist. He left me his card. So I reached out to him. He was stationed in Japan and he came up with these cool covers for me. Um, so big shout out to Kerbin. Uh, not only did he do that for me, I, I, I gave him a, vin a villain role in Chasing the White Rabbit. So I used Kerbin's name in that book and he was excited about it. So that's the Mrs. Fields Journal Trilogy. You got any questions about that? No, it's really cool and it sounds exciting. <laughs> I All think right. the first two books of that series I read, I was homesick from work and it was right after, I actually had con crud. Of all things to have, I had Con Crud and I read Charles's books and I messaged him right after I was finished with the second one within like five minutes. I was like, listen, I need to know what is going on. I'm not, I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, has always been a big supporter and uh, I, I do appreciate that. Um, one of the next books I wrote was uh, a little departure. It has more of a sci-fi twist to it than horror. Uh, but it was cinnamon tea and uh the cover isn't the best cover in the world you can tell the covers that i designed versus uh, professionals this was a charles campbell joint and <laughs> the, the cover's not all that great uh but uh it is a more of a detective story with a sci-fi twist and it's set in statesboro georgia and uh like i said most of my stuff is small town horror uh and it's about a detective and uh, two young ladies disappear two years apart under similar circumstances. And the first young lady happens to be the daughter of one of the, detec the detectives in the town. And after two years, the case grows cold and uh, his wife is kind of nudging him saying, hey, why can't you find her girl? That kind of stuff. And the second young lady disappears under the same circumstances. And he's like, oh, here's my shot to, uh, you know, find our girl. And uh, so it kind of spins off from there, but it has a sci-fi element in uh, the, the villainous character in this, uh, in this book is real heavy into sci-fi stuff. So, uh, it, 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 it gets a little crazy, but, uh, my mom actually loved this book more than any of the rest for some reason. Uh, the only collection of short stories that I have out so far, which will change very soon is behind the creaking door, Tales from the Dark. And you may think this uh, handsome young guy on the front of this book is me, but it's not. Uh, it's actually a friend of mine. His name is Trey Keenan. He's a graphic designer. And I saw this picture on Facebook one day and I messaged him immediately. I said, hey, Trey, that is a creepy ass picture. I said, can I use it for a cover? And he said, well, I'll do you one better. I'll design the cover for you. So Trey designed this cover for me. And it is uh, it's a really creepy picture. I like it a lot. Uh, and to keep it, <laughs> to keep it super simple, uh, there are six stories in here. And let me see if I can remember it from my spiel. Uh, there's a ghost story. There's a vampire story. There's a voodoo priestess story. Uh, there's an alien story. There's a monster story. And uh, did I say ghost story? I think I said ghost story. But there's six different uh, stories in this book. They're distinctly different. They're not tied together in any way. Um, and uh, I'm pretty proud of this book. This is a book where you can start with the last story and work your way back. Uh, they don't tie together in any way. So if you like vampire stories you can jump to the vampire story, if you like alien stories, you can jump to the alien story. But uh, uh, this is a collection of short stories. So it's called Behind the Creaking Door, Tales from the Dark. And now I'm going to talk about my favorite book out of all of them. Uh, again, I designed this cover, so the cover doesn't look as good as the rest, but it is Chasing the White Rabbit. 
And uh, the reason this is my favorite is, is about an author, and his name is Barry. And he writes a novel called The White Rabbit and the Great Wolf, and it unexpectedly shoots to the top of the New York Times bestseller list. And he's like, oh, crap, what am I going to do? How, I'm gonna, how am I going to top this? And uh, unfortunately for Barry, he doesn't do a very good job. So the follow-up book he writes, the critics tear him down. He writes another, they hate it even more. So he turns to drugs and um, he does some other things that he really shouldn't be doing. He's running around on his wife, that kind of thing. And she gives him an ultimatum and she says, you can't live that way and stay with me. So you need to get your shit together uh, or we're done. And uh, to Barry's credit, uh, he does choose his wife and they pick up and they move to Venice, Florida, which is a Gulf town that I'm very familiar with. And they have an elderly neighbor named Athena. And uh, she seems sweet on the surface, but there's something behind her eyes that isn't quite right. And the reason this is my favorite book, and I don't know if you can see this very well, is I interspersed chapters of Barry's hit novel, The White Rabbit and the Gray Wolf, in with Barry's story. So you're reading two stories concurrently, and then I kind of tie them together at the end. And Elaine, I don't know if you've read this one or not. I read that one, and it's, it is a beautiful, oh my God. I think the cover is very you see like sunshine roses you're like oh this is going to be kind of you know no it is um the ending is beautiful it, it's amazing i still really want to create a look for that book even though you've already had it out um, in general i just think it's cool like the ending i was like what that's a good one everybody needs to read that one like tomorrow well, 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 feel free to do whatever magic you want to do with it but uh i'll probably put a new cover on it at some point but even after all of these other books that I've written, I think this is still my favorite story personally. Um, and I'm going to get around to a couple that uh, you have, Heather. Um, and we'll talk about uh, I Know I'll Die in the Silence, The Buryman. And I stepped out of my wheelhouse a little bit with this one uh, because half the book is set in Scotland. And uh, what I did for this one is I reached The Buryman, actually, that's a real festival, happens every uh, year in South Queens Ferry. It's the second Friday of every August, and uh, the Burry, they have a Burryman March, where the Burryman marches through the town of Queens Ferry. Uh, the townsfolk place burrs upon his body. Uh, they give him whiskey, and he's supposed to bring them good fortune, and uh, there's an alternate uh, uh, mythos with the Burryman that's, that's real. I mean, it's part of his mythos is uh, uh, he's also uh, the scapegoat, so he bears the, the weight of the sins of the townspeople. They can put those upon him, and he can take that away for a price. Now, this one is said around a character named Skara uh, Slayfield, and uh, she has done some horrible things, uh, some in the name of love uh, back in the States, and she keeps this planned trip to uh, Scotland uh, uh, to kind of clear her head and maybe escape the silence. So the silence is something that's creeping in around her. And I, and I know you, I think you, I, did you finish this one, Heather? I think you finished this one. Yes, uh, I finished yeah. both very briefly. Okay, <laughs> cool. So uh, you kind of get the gist of the story, but uh, I really stepped out of my wheelhouse on this one. I actually contacted the, uh, the Burryman Festival and I spoke to the wife of the current Burryman and uh, she gave me the information that I needed for the facts in the book. So you get a little history lesson about the Burryman as you're reading about Scara's uh, crazy adventure. And uh, I'm pretty happy about this one. I actually entered this one into a, a book contest at American Book Fest. 
And surprisingly to me, it made it as a finalist. So I was pretty happy about that. So I got to put these you cool stickers. That, one. <laughs> that so was that, one of my favorites. So that was that was cool. Um, the other one is The Locksmith. And uh, this one is a very short read. My last two books have been sh were shorter than uh, normally, right? But uh, The Locksmith uh, is cool because it's loosely, I'm, I'm going to say this, very loosely based on a true story that happened that I was witness to. Um, so in the true story, I won't, uh, you know, I won't mention any real names to save the guilty, but uh, in the true story, uh, I was part of a networking group and uh, this locksmith was part of it. And uh, I was part of the membership committee and our president got a letter from an angry father. And the father was upset because this locksmith had come, who was in our group, changed the locks on his daughter's uh, uh, home because uh, she was uh, afraid of her estranged ex-husband and uh, so he came and changed out all the locks well two days after he changed out all the locks he sent her a letter the locksmith sent her a letter saying how much in love he was with her and how she was his soulmate and uh, how they needed to be together and this all happened and so right then my writer brain was like I'm putting that in something someday. So this was about five years ago when this happened. And uh, that finally culminated in this book. But now I put a whole lot of stuff in here that that locksmith didn't really do, but uh, it was loosely based on that story. Uh, so needless to say, we had to kick him out of our group and reprimand him and all that stuff. And basically say, you know, it's not cool to do that. Uh, <laughs> she was already afraid of one guy. And then you're going to come in and change all her locks. And uh, who else who better to have access to your house than the locksmith who just put the locks in. So I'm sure she was scared out of her gourd. Um, but I think I've run through pretty much everything. I'll briefly talk about Black Tears. Uh, this one is released as an ebook. Uh, I only had a few printed uh, for people that actually wanted them. It's not even an official ISBN. Uh, it's not registered uh, as a print edition. It's only available on Amazon through an ebook, but uh, it was really my first uh, release. And that creepy looking house right there is my mother-in-law's house. It's, and it's at the top of Wilson Road, which is uh, a story that I've written in this short story collection that's coming out. So that's the house in Wilson Road. Right so that's what it looks like. Oh, that's what it looks like? Yeah, that's what it looks like. So uh, this was uh, my first book and it's, basically uh, about an antique dealer and uh, her name is Teresa Barnwell. And this kid comes in one day into her store and he's bare, you know, barefooted and he's got a stringer full of fish and uh, she's asking him where his mom is. What, what, what are you doing in here? And he looks at her, drops the fish and he runs out the door and she chases after him. Uh, but basically the kid is a ghost from her family's past and it's a ghost story. So uh, it unravels uh, that way. I really enjoyed that story. I know you may not. I like that one. <laughs> well, the, the dialogue is very stilted. I mean, you can tell it's my first real attempt. Uh, the story is, is good, but uh, the writing isn't that great on that one. But the only ones I haven't finished um, are Cinnamon Tea. I haven't finished. Um, I'm still in the middle of breaking uh, the breaking door and then I uh, didn't start the locksmith yet. Okay. Well, all of them, those are the only three I haven't finished. Well, you got, you got some catching up to do. But that's basically my my book story. Um, 
And I'm, I'm going to echo what Elena said. I do have a love for horror. When I was a kid, uh, my stepmom used to take us to the video stores where we rent the VHS tapes. And then I would see every cheesy 80s horror movie you could find. I ate them like candy, uh, like the Evil Dead, uh, the Raimi, the first Raimi movie uh, uh, scared the crap out of me when I was like 11 years old. And uh, mm -hmm. it, it just grew from there. So, you know, every Friday the 13th, I could get my hands on Halloween, all of those movies that you've got behind you. Um, I actually have an Evil Dead in the hall and a house on Haunted Hill in the hall. So those <laughs> had to, I ran out of room. <laughs> There you go. But, uh, I, you know, I, horror movies have influenced me greatly. Uh, Stephen King has been my biggest influence, I would say, as far as writing goes. But uh, I, I love, I just love horror movies. I, I watch them uh, just about every weekend. I find what I can find on Netflix or I pull out DVDs and watch those and I'll rewatch movies. And I've got my top five favorites and uh, you know, I even like some crappy horror movies sometime. I'll pop in some that I know aren't that great, but I'll watch them anyway. But uh, it's just fun. It's fun for me. Um, but I'll shut up for a second and let Elena talk a little bit about I think, like, Stephen King is probably everybody's number one because he's so odd. And my whole top shelf of my bookshelf is just Stephen King. And the only one I'm not a big fan of, I think that he's written is probably thinner. Um, I think the storyline's a little, a little much, but at the same time, he's a, he's just brilliant. His mind is brilliant. And his son, Joe Hill, I don't know if you've read any of yeah. his, he's also super creative, but I think in the horror world, if I'm going to be reincarnated as somebody, I'm going to be the kid from monster squad who has the Stephen King rule shirt. Like that's just going to be me until the end of time. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I grew up on Stephen King, and uh, there's, a, there's a few stories that, uh, there's one that I actually couldn't get through, and I may go back and try it again, because uh, a friend of mine said, are you nuts? That story was great, but it was Lisey's story. I don't know if either one of you have read that one. I want to buy that one. I keep hearing really good stuff about it. I have, they have it at uh, Second and Charles over here in Kennesaw, actually. I think it's like on sale, right? I think they have a couple copies. They're like selling for eight. 850 and they're hard yeah, covered. Well, I got one you can have for free because I couldn't get through the thing. <laughs> <laughs> he said I think that one is one of his least favorite ones he's written himself on a lot of interviews he's done. Yeah. That and Rose Matter. Well see I love Rose Matter but I uh, haven't started it yet so don't give away too much. Yeah yeah well Rose Matter is great so I'm not going to give away too much but uh, as far as Lisey's stories goes I, I may go back and try to finish it but there's an inner there's a dialogue between the two characters the, the wife and the dead husband and uh, I just couldn't get into their little banter. Uh, it, it, it was very specific to those two. And I, I got 100 pages into it. And I was like, man, I love you, but I just can't do this. I can't finish Isn't this. Isn't she like an, he's an artist or something? It's, uh, it's been like five she years. She in a painting. I don't know. I think that was the premise of it wildly, if I, if I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. I'll have to go back. I, I've got it on the bookshelf. I'll, if you want to read it, I'll mail it to you and you can. Tell me what trade. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, what about you, Elena? What, what got you into horror? What what I, are your influences? My mom always watched cheesy horror movies with me as a kid. And um, whenever my grandpa Joe used to come visit, we used to watch Dark Shadows on Saturdays with Barnabas Collins. And I thought that was the coolest thing I'd probably ever seen in my entire life. 
and we had a video store, the video to see down, down Morrow, Georgia, you know, we had it. And I used to always make her rent me the Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. All of those, like the classic monster movies were really where I got my like love. And my whole actual bedroom is full. It's just the actual universal monsters. I just a huge fan. They're just beautiful characters. And Boris Karloff is an absolute genius. Um, but yeah, the cheesy 80s horror movies, um, they're so overly done and perfect, perfect in every way. I think probably Jason's my favorite. Obviously I have a tattoo of Jason. Um, but yeah, no, Jason always will come back and he can walk as slow as humanly possible and he still will kill you. And it's amazing every time, you know, it's coming and it's still amazing, but yeah, the, that that was really what got me into it. And then the more I got into the horror crowd, I kind of looked at more of the, you know, the 70s horror movies that were just, what is going on? We They have them on Shudder right now, like a big collection of them, and they're oh, all great. Oh, it's yeah. just fun to watch because the blood looks gross and it's weird. You're like, oh, okay. I, love, watch it anyway. I love Shudder. Uh, I watched, uh, I don't know if it was Shutter or if it was Amazon Prime, because I have my Shutter subscription through Amazon Prime, but I watched mm-hmm. Open 24 Hours the other night. That mm-hmm. was a cool premise. I don't know if either one of you have seen it. Have you seen that one? Well, the premise is, and I'm not going to give away much of the movie, but you can see this in the trailer. Um, this girl gets out of a, a, a mental institution slash prison uh, because she was witness to her serial killer boyfriend's crimes. And uh, she kept having uh, flashes of him and uh, she does something horrible to him, but uh, she's trying to get a job and she starts working at a gas station and she thinks she's hallucinating and seeing things and uh, she thinks her boyfriend's coming back together. But uh, I'm going to kind of stop there. It's a, it's definitely a recommendation for me because if I go further, I'll kind of give it away a little bit and I don't want to do that. But I thought it was going to be sort of like a high tension kind of movie. I don't. Have you guys seen that one? Uh, yeah, high tension. I haven't watched that one yet. I well, watch, watch it. I, it. It gave me that kind of a vibe, and I was like, "Ah, oh, you're just you're just duping that movie." But they didn't. They turned it back around, and I was like, "Oh, wow, this is pretty cool." So, open twenty four hours. It's either on Amazon Prime or Shutter. But I love Shutter just for all the. Have old either movies. of you watched that new one, The Mortuary? Yeah, the Mortuary Collection. That was nuts. I was like, dude, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Have you seen that one, Heather? The Mortuary Collection? It's on my list. I've got so many, and I want to put the one you mentioned on my list. Uh, um, yeah, that I'm lucky to just sit down and have a night where I can either pop in a VHS tape or just watch something on the TV, and it's I haven't had one of those in a while, so I think I might do that later. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like you've been super busy lately, and Elaine and I both appreciate you taking time to do this with us uh, uh, because, you know, I, I've seen you on Instagram for a while now, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I started following you, and I see your posts, and I was like, this girl's got it going on as far as the horror goes, so I'm really glad you had us on, so I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Like, I think we all can appreciate how busy this past year and a half has been. And I work in healthcare, so I just am like, I'm I'm a shadow of my normal self. I'm just like I'm here. Um, hi, <laughs> but yeah, I totally get it. This year has been completely busy, so no worries on that front at all. Yeah. Well, I 
so happy that y'all both wanted to do it. Like, I just am so excited to have y'all on. So thank y'all. Well, I, I do want to mention, uh, I want to give a shout out to Donnie Morrell. He's one of your big fans. Uh, and he gave me a cool premise for a book that I'm working on now that'll come out later this summer uh, called The Midnight Rider. And I told him I was going to bring it up on this thing. So I'm sure he'll he'll do this when he, he hears his name. But uh, thanks, Donnie. Uh, but I'm excited about it. It's, uh, it's a detective story, really, is what it is. Uh, but it's going to have a lot of horror in it because I can't help myself. Uh, but he, he basically set up the uh, prologue for me. And he said, yeah, he said, I had this idea and I want to kind of do this, but I really can't write. And I, I looked at it and I said, you know what, I'll write it. I'll write it and I'll send it by you and you can tell me if you like it or not. I said, I have thick skin. People told me my stuff is, you know, sucked before I'm, I'm fine. And, um, he was like, okay, cool. So he'll write the forward. He'll do all that stuff. So, uh, he'll, he'll be a participant, but, uh, Donnie Morrell gave me the idea for the midnight writer and that'll be coming out later this summer. So I'm That's excited. So about That's so exciting. Y'all. I'm definitely gonna have to order that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the short story collection that's coming out in uh, March, Elena's got some super cool looks of which you've seen a lot of them. Um, er, like I said, every time I see them come across, I'm I'm amazed at her talent. I mean, um, even the even when she did me as a clown at Days of the Dead, uh, I posted a couple of those pictures, and one person. Uh, messaged me she said and um it was a co-worker of mine and she said i didn't realize how pretty your eyes were and i said my eyes aren't that pretty elena made them that pretty because <laughs> i was like damn those eyes do look good those aren't my eyes but uh she she does some amazing work so uh you know from from the makeup and then the way how i don't know how you take your pictures but they just look really really clean and glossy and cool i just love them I think like my favorite part of doing makeup for people, even at the haunted house is like when you finally show them the mirror and you're holding it and you're like, How, what do you, do you like it? And they're like, Oh my God, that, that for me is just, I don't, I don't care about it for the fame, the fortune. I just like the way it makes people feel, you know, and it's your chance. You can do something completely different with yourself. And honestly, the main reason the pictures look so good lately, um, I got a ring light for my birthday, this very, very nice ring light, and thank God, because it is a godsend for all makeup artists alike. I think everyone should get one, um, but no, it's just so much fun, and it's so different, and it's almost a, just a challenge every time you do something, and I never want to keep, I think, I don't know if I ever want to keep doing the same thing, like, I always want to just do something different with it each time, yeah. Like if you saw what snake I did three years ago and what I did for the book, I'm just like, wow, this is nuts. Yeah. And I think in life, you should always feel like you have something to learn. I don't think anybody should feel like, you know, you're done learning something with a skill or with books or, you know, anything in general. I think there's always, you know, room to grow and stuff. And like Charles said, when people tell you things like, your stuff doesn't look good. It's I, I honestly appreciate those opinions because it's something I'm like, okay, I just have to work harder to get better to where that's at, you know? But I think that's just the highest form of just coolness, like how it makes people feel. And this book for me has been an honor and a privilege. And it's so weird to say that I'm going to be on a book. Like 
the more I say it, I'm like, wow, I'm going to be on a book. And I've told somebody about it and they're not understanding what I'm saying. And I was like, as soon as it comes out. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's nuts. Awesome. Bananas. Well, uh, you know, as a writer, I get a lot of satisfaction out of that. You know, you've been a great supporter. And uh, Heather, I appreciate you reading the books I sent you. So, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll you'll enjoy more in the future. Uh, but one thing about being a writer is you have to be able to take criticism. And I've told friends that want to be writers and have tried to write and they start crying when they get a negative review. I'm like, you're going to get them. You're going to get them. Not everyone's going to dig your stuff and it's okay. I mean, just smile and move on. I mean, uh, Mrs. Fields journal, um, my favorite review that I got for this thing, uh, is a one-star review where the lady, uh, wrote, I was really enjoying this book until I got three quarters of the way into it and realized it was about devils. <laughs> I read that one. That is the best review. I remember that one. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to reply, well, it's not about a devil. It's actually a demon, but I didn't go there. I was like, all right, well, thank you. And, you know, Here so, you go, peasant. <laughs> <laughs> but not everybody's going to like your stuff, and it's okay. I mean, it, 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 you know, there's some things about some books that I've written that I don't particularly care for. Like you said, as you grow and you go back and you look at your earlier stuff, like I, I can't read Black Tears without cringing. It's all the things I got wrong in it. Um, but it's out there. It's done. I'm not going to go back and redo it. It's, it's, it's put to bed. So I'll just get better with each book. And that's what I hopefully I've done. You know, with each book I've improved. And um, the people who read me and follow my stuff have actually uh, are giving me that they're, they're telling me they like they're liking it and it's getting better and it's good and uh, so that encourages me you know and Elena's one of those people so um, I really appreciate all the support and if any of your listeners want to know where they can find my books they're at valleyboypublications.com and there's a story behind that I grew up uh, on a stretch of road called highway 421 so that's why I'm under the moniker horror 421 valley boy publications and that stretch of road in my little hometown is called the Valley. And there's a bunch of tiny little towns through that stretch of road. So if you're from Langley, Bath, Clearwater, Barnwell, uh, Stiefeltown, uh, any of those, any of those towns, Langley, uh, you're a Valley rat. So I'm a proud Valley rat. And uh, that's why I publish under the name Horror 421 Valley Boy Publications. People around here, they eat it up. You know, they know exactly what it is. And uh, so I've got a lot of people that follow me locally. Uh, but Heather, I appreciate you having us on to maybe branch out so more people can learn about us. So thank you so much again. I'm glad to have y'all on. Uh, I think y'all are both very creative and talented. You create some great page turners. Um, and Elena just is perfection with her work. <laughs> like I wish I'd have more talent. You're welcome. Yeah, Elena is, she's, she's very special. So um, again, and we, ever since I've been following you, I see, you know, how much you love horror and how much you're into it. And, uh, um, I, you know, I think you're great too. I mean, you're, you're doing something great for everyone in the horror industry. So uh, I appreciate the things that you're doing. And, and I know you're managing a busy life too. And uh, it, it's, it can get tough sometimes, like you said, maybe sometimes you bite off a little more than you can chew, but you still chew it and you make it work. So 
Great job. What are sleep? What is this? It's a non-existent thing. <laughs> Who needs it? <laughs> exactly. Well, that's pretty much my spiel. Uh, Heather, if you've got any questions for us, I'm more than happy to answer them. If, if not, that's okay too. But uh, I'm pretty much an open book. No, I y'all did very well. Um, and plus my kids acting up a little bit in there. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I will. I'm going to be messaging about, um, I want to hear more about the book you're going to be on, Elena. And then... Um, I'm about to have to put in an order because like I need some more books <laughs> but um, and then do they all come autographed or yeah I ship everything so I sell through Amazon as well uh, but I push my website more than I push Amazon because Amazon takes more of my money <laughs> so uh, but if you order them through Amazon or if you order them directly from my website I get the orders I don't let Amazon fulfill them so I do it myself um, so if you go to valleyboypublications.com, uh, click on the bookstore tab, you'll find my books, but I've got a direct connection to you. So I can just, I can just send you a PayPal request or something. It's, it's fine. You can buy directly from me and I'll sign every one of them. Uh, so, you know, and you'll get the, you'll get the Heather price. You know how they got the Rogers rate. You'll get the Heather. <laughs> <laughs> Like nothing excites me more. I've had one other author send me one of his books, Jimmy Allen. It was a walking cane show and it was great. And then you sent those two and they were autographed and I also, and I was like, just so glad. I'm like, now I have three autographed books and I go. love so much. So it makes it extra special. Yeah. Well, anyone that orders a book for me, I sign every copy. So uh, and I've got local bookstores that I have book signings at, and they have signed copies in their stores, so I try to sign them all. Nolly, if you ever do one at Second and Charles in Augusta, I will go just to go see that Second and Charles, because I'm just a nerd anyway, so it's just a free book trip for me, you know. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Second, Second Charles has been a big supporter here, uh, so I appreciate their support as well, and I've got... I'll Great bookstore downtown Augusta, Book Tavern. Uh, David, he supports all the local authors here. And uh, love David to death. But anyway. Yeah. Well, thank y'all for coming on. I, I hate to cut y'all short, but my child's tripping. <laughs> You're fine. Thank you for having us. Thank y'all so much. Right. I appreciate y'all. Have thank a good you. one. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. to warn you, you're doomed to stay. Go. Go. Hey yo, Michael and Jason and Chucky, get ready. Heather's moving to Elm Street, kicking it with Freddy. Because Heather loves horror. What's your favorite scary movie?